Welcome into the Siouxland Sports Insider High School Football Podcast, and we're talking state championship week under the Unidome in Cedar Falls. Uh, we're presented by The Other Place, 209 Main Street in Cedar Falls. Uh, Amy and her staff have been very gen- generous to us. Uh, we'll be stopping there after the game. I encourage people to go there. Um, if you've never been there, great place, Mitch. Uh, our pizza was excellent. And, uh, you know, they have some great appetizers and drinks as well. Yeah, it was, it was a night of Thursday night football. We went and watched uh, the game. Uh, the Thursday night game for the professionals wasn't that good. We had great pizza. Uh, I had a couple beers yep, yeah. <laughs> myself and uh, great appetizers. And, the, and friendly staff, good staff too. Fun, good um, atmosphere in there. Yeah, and then like their, their pizza of the month was, like we said, unbelievable. And going to go back and yeah. definitely get some, some more of that. So, uh, yeah, if you're down in the, the Cedar Falls area, just stop in. Was, yep. I mean, conveniently enough, right across from where our hotel was. Yeah, 209 Main Street, not far at all from the Unidome. No, not at all. And, yeah, we'll, we'll be there uh, again this upcoming uh, week. Probably head there uh, Thursday night after the, the first round of, uh, I think, the th- first three games uh, for yeah. championship-wise. Yep. Uh, be able to relax and rewind and be able to head out and get in the, the last couple games for – for the Unidome for this year, and then you know after after Friday, football in the state of Iowa and in the state of South Dakota for high school is already over, yeah, uh, which done. is basketballs are out. Seems like it just started yesterday, yeah, but I know. And we'll we'll start in the state of South Dakota though uh, with yeah. a impressive, yeah, and I do mean impressive win. They slay Goliath, historic win. L yeah. Point Jefferson beats winner mm-hmm. by a score of twenty-one to fourteen, and they really beat him at their own game. Yeah, um, Lucas Heischer had. 14 carries, 119 yards, and two touchdowns. Yep. And they just played winter football against winter, and winter couldn't stop it. You know, credit to Elk Point Jefferson. At the the half, I believe they're up 14 to 6. Mm-hmm. Um, winter doesn't kick extra points, they go for two. Uh, so they missed the one extra point, um, got the, the second one, uh, I believe, just to start the, the fourth quarter. And then uh, Elk Point Jefferson scored. Uh, with, uh, I believe, uh, about six or seven minutes left to go on the four. So it was a really tight competitive yep. game, um, and it was a game of a lot of rushing yards. When um, Noah McDermott had to pass, he did, um, and he com- they completed it for 50 yards. But 303 total yards for Elk Point Jefferson to 267 of winner. Time of possession, winner had the ball for about three more yards or three more minutes, and then the turnover. Winner had did have a turnover. Elk Point Jefferson kept it clean. We knew they were going to have to all, all game. Um, but they rushed it for 253 yards, and Heischer and Swatek uh, together just played a, a phenomenal game. That offense and defensive line, uh, you know, we, we well, going into the game, we talked about how just big and physical winner is. You know, they've won yeah. so many games straight. Elk Point took it straight to them, and they the offensive line, uh, not enough credit went to them throughout the season, right. and not enough, I don't think not enough credit get, went to them in this game. They played nasty. Mm-hmm. They uh, their guards pulled extremely well. They opened up holes, and these guys ran with a purpose. Yeah, and they were getting five six yards per carry against a, a defensive line that's probably one of the best, if not the best, that they saw all year. And they just basically said, forget the emblem on the crown of our helmets we're gonna yeah. buff that out later because yeah. we're gonna have some chips off on our on our on our helmet we're gonna have some dirty jerseys even though we're playing inside um on turf and they played old school grinded out football 
and came out victorious. And, you know, credit to them. It's their first state championship in football. And all those seniors that worked countless, countless hours in the weight room uh, during the the time when everyone else is in the off season, and then Coach Terry putting together the game plan. Yeah. You, you can't say enough for this Oak Point Jefferson team. Um, you know, we, we caught them in a, in a week of uh, kind of – celebratory um actions so hopefully sooner or later we'll have them in yeah, to, ta- them to, in and- to talk about how they um, were to accomplish a, such a, a great season undefeated yeah and uh you know i know coach terry's gonna want to turn it right back around and go back to the dome again yeah. uh but uh it's gonna be uh no no team's gonna be able to do exactly what this senior class and this team did this year for elk Point jefferson uh in 2022 uh, winning a, a state title and the way that they did it, just the yeah. way that they they won all their games and then how they they ended up winning the the championship game there. But, yeah, and how cool was it to see uh, the stands packed? Oh my god! Every game in South Dakota was there. nuts. Yeah, yeah, especially the Elk Point Jefferson crowd. I mean, I don't know if there phenomenal. was a person. Yeah. The mailman must have been lonely. Yeah, on Friday yeah. delivering mail. Well, he didn't deliver mail. It was a holiday. But mm-hmm. if he was delivering mail, I, there was no one home. Because yeah, that the yeah. entire side was just straight blue. It was a sea of blue. Yeah. And I don't know if that many people live in Elk Point Jefferson. I'm, I'm sure people <laughs> were just grabbing people at the gas station mm-hmm. on the way up. Hey, you got an extra ticket. You want to yeah. come? And, uh, I mean, it was loud. And, that you know, as a – you know, playing in, in sports, uh, in high school sports before, like, the crowd adds an extra element to the game. Oh, yeah. Like, when you yeah. the crowd's behind you, mm-hmm. like, I mean, you get that little extra adrenaline to make that extra mm-hmm. tackle, to make, you know, those extra couple yards, um, to, to make a big play. And I think that really helped this L Point Jefferson team. And, you know, the they had, I know, had a lot of alum that came back and supported them because they knew that, you know, I mean, I'm sure not a lot of people outside of that community gave them a shot in this mm-hmm. game. But uh, that town and that team and the, the culture they have, they all believed in each other, and they were able to get it done. And, you know, just a very, very impressive win. Hopefully we can see crowds and uh, state champions here in Iowa as we get uh, into eight-man all the way through 5A here on the Siouxland side uh, starting Thursday morning, yep. 9.30 kickoff. 930. Oh, my gosh, so early. Up and early, man, up and at them. Uh, Thursday morning, uh, 13-0 Waco. Uh, versus Remsen St. Mary's, close to home. Remsen St. Mary's, 12-0. and 0. Um, Mitch, uh, you've done a good job posting an article on Siouxland Sports Insider um, in regards to this game. And uh, just kind of share with folks, uh, you know, the issues each team's going to face and uh, kind of your analysis uh, of this game. Well, so Waco played a Newell Fonda team, and we Remsen St. Mary's all too familiar with Newell Fonda. Uh, won 29 to 21 in their first uh, in the semifinal matchup, and they play a really uh, gritty defensive game. They have two tacklers that have over 85 tackles, uh, Drew Deers, and then um, they have another tackler. I'm not for sure if he's going to play. I think he's uh, had an injury in, yeah. in the game previous, uh, but Drew Deers, I mean, just unbelievable. Almost 100 tackles on the season, 12 tackles for loss. Um, you know, he's uh, they have the two cogs in that defense that prevent any big plays from happening mm-hmm. and then when you go to the offensive side they have uh running back Simeon Reichenbach that just is a, a workhorse he receives the ball pretty well out of the backfield as well has 342 receiving yards and five touchdowns but has ran for 1541 yards and 32 touchdowns 
Uh, and, you know, they, this is a team that you, when they're in passing downs, Isaac Oswald can pass. Mm-hmm. Um, not as prolific as a uh, passer as Cale Orman is, uh, but they still, you know, in the game against Noah Fonda, when they had to air it out, they found their receivers open. Um, and, you know, the, they're, they're a heavy senior class just as this Remsen team is, and I think it's going to be a really, really great matchup. Yeah, it really should be. Um, and then uh, we'll turn our attention to uh, same same dome, uh, same place. 1 p.m. that afternoon, Class A game. Uh, West Hancock, 13 and 0 versus Grundy Center, 12 and 0. Uh, and just real quick on this one, um, I'm kind of. This is the one game where Mitch and I disagree on. I I kind of like Grundy Center. Um, I was impressed with uh, their semifinal game. And uh, they just have multiple athletes across the field. And uh, I think they're going to make it tough on Wes Hancock. And, uh, Mitch, your thoughts? Well, and I do think Grundy Center makes it tough. Justin Kanak running back, yeah. uh, Ben Wiegman at receiver, and then uh, Colin Gordon at quarterback. They're, they're extremely talented in their own rights. Wes Hancock just plays – and they they've beat them last year. Uh, they played against Grundy Center. And I just think it's just uh, – and they won 19-14, to 14, so a close game. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2020, Grundy Center got the best of them in the semifinals. And then the year before that, in 2019, West Hancock beat them in the championship game 21-17. to 17. Pretty familiar opponent. So, yeah, this is the fourth time they've met at the Dome. Yeah. Uh, this will be the third time for a state title mm-hmm. in the last four years, that wow. is. Uh, and West Hancock just – they. They might play, quote-unquote, boring football, but they run the ball down your throat. Yep. And I think that they had like 285 to 300 rushing yards last game. They threw three passes, completed zero, had two mm-hmm. interceptions. Mm-hmm. Still a bit of the Linville Sully team, who's really good defensively. A lot of people thought that they could also uh, you know, have a chance to play for a, a title. I just think that it's, they're, they're so strong – running the ball that it's gonna it's hard to look away from and Grundy Center is gonna have to slow this game down and really and I'm not saying that they didn't deserve the game against Woodbury Central but there were different times where the Woodbury Central was able to to come back and get some momentum mm-hmm. you can't let this West Hancock team get out to a lead because once they have a lead they really suffocate you yeah and I think that that's probably what would happen in this game is West Hancock gets out to a lead. This game is going to be like 21-28, very close, uh, com- committed and, and uh, energetic game from start to finish. Uh, you know, some people might say it's a little bit boring with West Hancock not throwing any passes, but I think it's going to be a great game. Yeah. Uh, I just have West Hancock coming out scoring one more touchdown than Grundy Center does. Uh, but all in all, you know, I would I would love to see Grundy Center be able to take one away from West Hancock and uh, win a state title here um, when they've gotten so close the last couple of years. Yeah, and then uh, the Class 1A game takes place Friday at 4 p.m. Uh, Van Meter, 11-1, versus another familiar opponent, uh, West Sioux, 11-1, a rematch of uh, last year's Class 1A uh, championship game that Van Meter won 17-14, to I believe was the final. Yep. And uh, uh, West Sioux, Mitch, what more can you say? Followed them all year long. Uh, gotten to know those kids pretty well it's it's a great group of kids a great coaching staff uh coach Suisau, excellent coach um it's his 10th year at west sioux and uh i mean he's just done a great great job with the program and and the the thing with this game is i think it's another close game it's going to be a higher scoring than 17 14 was last year Mm -hmm. uh and i think that if you go back on this 
this group, uh, you know, Wiggins and company had one or two more plays in them that they just weren't able to make in that game uh, to where I think they could have came out being state champs. I think that they're ready for the rematch, and Van Meter's ready for them to, to repeat. You know, I, I think it's uh, one of those things we talk about culture all the time with this West Sioux team. And on the east side of the state, Van Meter has that same culture. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you have uh, Ben Gillian at, at uh, senior quarterback and then the two Gordon brothers, Will and Ben, uh, that are playing extremely well, one running back, one wide receiver. Uh, and you go over to there. They have – they are able – they're a team that's able to make plays and play solid defense. But when you go over to the West Sioux side – the big play opportunity that's at West Sioux has to scare you. If you're a team going up against them, especially a Van Meter team, if you score 17 points against this West Sioux team this year, barring a crazy amount of turnovers if the West Sioux were to have, I think this game is is a is a route because mm-hmm. West Sioux. I mean, they first play of the game. Yeah, they they took a, an end around Lineot took it. Yeah, uh, and took it into the end zone. They will score, and then they know it, and they have. Um, it doesn't matter how much time's on the clock; they are looking to score every single time they touch the ball. Okay. And with the offense that they have, Boltman running it, Brady Lineout running it, or catching it, Wiggins. I mean, you have uh, a plethora of other receivers, and Wiggins has even done it with his legs. They they yeah. don't have a weak spot on offense, and as a, a Van Meter defense who's played good but not great uh, as of late, that has to scare you a little bit. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I, you know, in watching just the athletes taking part in, you know, state tournament play, um, playoffs here, I, I'm really impressed with Brady Lineout. I, I just think he's kind of getting slept on as a prospect. Um, you know, I'm, I'm anxious to get a hold of him and find out what's going on with him. Maybe he'll have an announcement of some sort after the season, but um, if – People out there listening, if you aren't aren't in on this kid, you're missing out. I mean, one, there's the pedigree. Um, brothers are great football players. There's a younger lineout coming up, Tanner, who's a freshman. Um, he just kind of jack up all trades for this team. I mean, he can run out of the backfield. He can get, catch passes out of the backfield. You know, he can also operate as an inline blocker at tight end too. So, um, great, great prospect there. And Carter Boltman has done his job. You've mentioned it. Um, so, yeah, I just – I like the mindset of uh, Wes Sue, and you got to think over those cold winter months when they were in working out, you know, it's you never forget what it felt like to walk off that field. And it's not every time in life you get a chance for – I'm not going to call it a do-over. It's a rematch. So, um, you know, that, that's got to get the adrenaline going. And, you know, I'm, I'm fired up to watch this one. Yeah, and I, Brady Lana, just speaking about his game against Underwood, where they won 47-7, to uh, which I thought was a bit of a, a eye-opener of a score. Uh, Lana had three touchdowns, two rushing, one receiving, and 186 total yards, and multiple tackles on the defensive side. I mean, he does everything well for this West Sioux team. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just the thing is, like, if you're Van Meter and you want to focus on one guy to take away from the equation, fine, they'll beat you yeah. with Boltman. They'll yeah. beat you with Wiggins. They, they mm-hmm. just, they're not one-dimensional, which makes them so dangerous. And it's made them dangerous all throughout the whole year. Going even back to when they played, uh, we watched them play the HMS game and then the, even the game against Central Lion, who we'll talk about here next. Mm-hmm. And they looked good against a very good Central Lion team. Yeah. Didn't obviously come out victorious. Central Lion took it to yeah. them as they did to most teams this year. Mm-hmm. But there were just 
there were so many guys where you're like, man, if 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 you cover one guy up, this guy's gonna make a play, yeah. and then if you cover mm-hmm. this guy up, this guy's gonna make a. And not only that, but now their defense has stepped up. Yeah, you know, against Western Christian, we're like, all right, you give up 20 points to Western Christian, and it's not ideal, mm-hmm. but uh, to win a game, you're gonna want to give up a little bit less. And then they go up against an Underwood offense who had been rolling teams mm-hmm. and gave up seven points. Yeah, I mean, if if they put together another defensive effort like they did last week and put together the same offensive effort, I don't see a reason why Westview isn't host, hosting a banner um, on Friday at, at just after probably like six six thirty. Um, game is at four o'clock on Friday, um, Central Time there. So yeah, make sure you tune into that one. But I like Westview in this game. I'm not just being a homer. I just think that they have yeah. all the makings of. Uh, Writing a wrong in the, in this rematch game. Yeah, I agree. And uh, keep your eye on. I'm gonna mention three kids here offensively. Uh, senior wide receiver Avery Milliken, um, senior wide receiver Mason Kopak, and sophomore tight end Colton Koopmas. They've all contributed throughout the season. And you know, if they do um, shadow like uh, you know Brady Lineout or whatever, try and take somebody away. Um, Either one of these kids are capable of beating you as well um, up the field. So, yeah, um, should be a fantastic game. Looking forward to watching that one. Uh, next game uh, that we're going to touch on here is um, we're going to go Class 2 way. Yeah, Central um, Lions. Friday, um, 10 a.m., uh, Williamsburg at 12-0 versus Central Lion George Little Rock at 12-0. And, and uh, Mitch, your first thoughts on this contest. Uh, it's going to be the Zach Lutmer show for yeah. Central Line. And I mean that to no disrespect for anyone else. Obviously, they have yeah. uh, good receivers and also some mm-hmm. good running backs too. Abner, uh, Vandersee, yeah. and, and company do a really good job. But I have yet to see anyone slow down Zach Lutmer. Um, and, I, I mean, he's, he's just a, he's a gamer. Yeah, he, he is, is a video game type player mm-hmm. that just gets the job done week after week and does everything that you ask for him. Now, Williamsburg's got a good team. they got a really good senior quarterback as well yep. that's rushed for 15 touchdowns and almost 700 yards and then thrown for 1,300 yards and 19 touchdowns um, and Carson Hodenpool. But I just think that the the offense is just too much for Williamsburg to be able to overcome. Um, they're a very sound defensive team. Uh, and they gave up uh, in their game to Waller Catholic, who is a very good team, 31-7. to They won that game. Mm-hmm. We gave up seven points to a Waller Catholic team. Uh, that game was pretty much uh, dead to rights as soon as it started. Uh, but I just don't think that they've seen someone like Lutmer this year. And I, I tell you what, I don't know what they plan. I mean, I know they plan on keeping him on the defensive side there yeah. in Iowa City. But, I mean, looking at his numbers and what he can do on the offensive side – in my eyes, there yeah. has to be someone going, hey, you know, you mind if we yeah. steal him for a right. couple plays on offense? Just because yep. he's he, every single time he takes the snap. He's dynamic with the ball. In his yeah, days. he can score yeah. and in multiple yeah. ways because he's a he's a obviously a damn good runner mm-hmm. with over 1,400 yards and 22 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. But he can sling the rock too. Yeah. 1,200 yards yeah. through the air, 68 to 99, mm-hmm. um, nearest 69, almost 70% completion percentage uh, yeah. on the year. And 15 touchdowns, and 
he's got receivers and running backs around him that make plays as well. Almost um, not discredit the offensive line. Obviously, you have to have someone block for you too. Yeah. Uh, but they've put together a well-oiled machine. Central Line has this year. There's a reason why they're 12 and 0. But you know, looking at it on the other side, we don't pay attention to this Williamsburg Raiders team. They're coming into the contest 12 and 0 too, so they have something to prove uh, as well from for the guys on the uh, the east side of the state saying, hey, we still. We still own that that side of the state. We'll see what uh, this west side has, and you know I think Central Lions gonna gonna take it to them. But you know Williamsburg is gonna put it back a little bit of resistance. I see this game being a two touchdown game as of late, but like a, th- a 35 21 uh, mm-hmm. kind of feel to this game. But I do like Central Lion George Little Rock to come out victorious. Yeah, and I wanted to toss out one more name here um, as far as uh, Central Lions concerned is uh, you had mentioned blocking, and they have an excellent senior offensive tackle, Jack Van Wy, who's a college prospect, 6'5", 280. He's got good feet. He finishes his blocks. I'm curious to see where he stands right now um, in his recruitment. Um, And then moving on here, a familiar name around Sioux City here, uh, Class 3A, Friday, 1 p.m., Harlan, 11-1 versus Mount Vernon, 12-0. Mitch, we're familiar with Harlan. Um, obviously, a lot of weapons for Harlan. And, uh, you know, I, I know Mount Vernon's really a well-coached team. Uh, Coach Peterson there um, groomed uh, Tristan Wirfs there at Mount Union, uh, Mount Vernon, excuse me. But uh, I just I like Harlan um, and, and just the different athletes that they have on offense. Yeah, and Mount Vernon, their last couple of games have gone on the defensive approach. Uh, in the game against Harlan, you're going to have to go offense, offense, and offense. Yeah. Uh, just because Tegan Casper Bauer uh, is very underrated uh, as a quarterback, and and, I, and the reason, yeah. and the reason he's underrated is because at tailback right next to him is Aiden Hall. Yeah. And, and there's a reason Aiden Hall is going uh, to Iowa to to do everything that they're going to need him to do as well. I think he could easily pay both sides of the ball mm-hmm. there in Iowa City. Um, but, you know, they have some other some other guys that just fill the mold. This team is the same team that, uh, you know, they lost a couple seniors, a couple really good seniors on defense last year. Mm-hmm. But it was a state championship team last yeah. year too. Yeah. And, they're you know, you look at their record and they're 11-1. and one. Well, you look at that one loss, that's yeah. to a team that's playing in the 4A state championship yeah. game. Lewis Central, yeah. You know, in Lewis Central. So I think that this team is battle-tested. Um, they played a heck of a game against ADM. A lot closer than I thought, 49-35. Uh, it's just going to be Mount Union's going to want to keep it in the lower scores. Harlan's going to want to make this a track meet. I think it turns into a track meet, and I like Harlan by I, – I don't want the game to get too out of hand, but I like Harlan by 21. Yeah, I think Harlan will start to pull away third quarter, uh, mid-third quarter, and uh, I look for Aiden Hall to um, cross the goal line at least two times in that one. Um, that leads us to Thursday night, uh, 4A, um, Lewis Central versus Cedar Rapids Xavier. And this one's going to be dynamite, Mitch. Um, we, we got a eye full, our eyes full of Lewis Central uh, last week. It's really a quality football team. And uh, Cedar Rapids Xavier, no slouch themselves either. No, and if you go back to the, the championship game last year, 32-24, mm-hmm. just an unbelievable in probably the best uh, state championship game that was played last year in, in 4A and in any class, really. And you bring on uh, Lewis Central senior Braden, uh, Braylon Comrade. Um, and, 
he's had an outstanding season. We watched him in that first half against Carlisle, yeah. um, and the game was really put away for them. They let Carlisle come back. Uh, Carlisle had a really good running back that was able to to pound the rock in a couple times, and I believe they got a fumble recovery for a yeah, touchdown did, as well. Yeah. Uh, but just the touch he puts on the ball, and, we, and I talked about it in the podcast last week too, it literally looked like if you put you and I uniforms on Lewis Central, I wouldn't have been shocked yeah, that yeah, these yeah. weren't all college kids. This, the touch he puts on yeah. the ball, the receiver's catching, um, and then they, they have size. They have size for, for an, a smaller Division One school yeah. at, at line and at tight end and at receiver. And, you know, this is when you start to really watch the games where you have multiple starred athletes playing and multiple guys that are going to play on Saturdays. And we'll, we'll talk about it here even coming up, like a couple guys that could even possibly play on Sundays. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you segued very nicely there talking about a UNI uniform with Lewis Central. And actually, their quarterback, I did look, he's committed to University of Northern Iowa. So um, he's playing at home right now. So... Um, it was, it's going to be a fun one to watch. Really looking forward to that. And then uh, uh, the championship uh, week's complete on Friday evening at 7.30, kickoff. Class 5A, Southeast Polk, 11-1, versus Cinderella, Des Moines Valley at 8-4. So, uh, Mitch, uh, West Des Moines Valley is really kind of – they took out some, some big hitters on the way to get here. And, uh, you know, they're being asked to do it one more time. The Southeast Polk is loaded. And and they are so they they lost to Dowling on the the fourteenth of um, October and and hadn't really looked back since then. Beat a good Des Moines Roosevelt team, good Pleasant Valley team, Cedar Falls, and then they beat Dowling uh, as Dowling went for or they Valley went for a two point conversion and got it to win twenty two twenty one in their semifinal game. Now they just have game. to just play. I don't know, arguably the best <laughs> yeah. team in 5A yeah. in Southeast Polk, who is mm-hmm. just, I mean, they are as even-keeled as any team I've seen. Connor Mulberry getting looked at by multiple uh, Division One schools. Iowa State is one that's mm-hmm. highly interested in them. They have Harrison Gibson and um, Abu Samu um, at tailback. And then you have some receivers. Oh, and then I forgot about the five-star <laughs> yeah. offensive yeah. tackle that they have in Caden yeah. Proctor, who is a mammoth of a man. Yeah. And put highlight highlight tapes out earlier in the year of him throwing guys around, and they look like kindergartners to yeah, him. It is a pancake feed as well. And, you know, they have some other guys on that offensive line. They, the, their offensive line is a physical and nasty offensive line. And the reason that the running backs have such good – you know, carries on the year. They've rushed for almost 3,000 yards on the season mm-hmm. is because that line wears you down. Yeah. And, you know, obviously you're going to give credit to Connor Mulberry's stats, finding his receivers when they get open. He has a clean pocket all the time. Right. You yeah. know, so the the reason that this team can move the ball so effortlessly down the field and when they are able to, to start the offense moving and rolling, look out. Because they, they played against a Johnston team who came in and kind of played spoiler the week mm-hmm. before, too, beating right. an Ankeny team. And, you, you know, the Johnston has a couple really a really big uh, couple tight ends, bigger receivers, uh, really good quarterback as well. 35-14 on the, in the final for that one. And, uh, you know, Southeast Polk just basically put the pedal to the metal and outran this uh, – 
this Johnson team, and I think they're going to be able to do the same against Valley. But look, Michael Provenza's last uh, couple starts, over 70, I believe 74% completion percentage, uh, six to 700 yards passing. Um, and he said the, they look at a QBR, a quarterback rating of 109, mm-hmm. really good. Um, and, you know, they've taken care of the football in order to be these, uh, the Cinderella. And, you know, the, the slipper just has to fit for you one more time for you yeah. to be state champions. And yep. you have a really tough task, but I think Valley's going to give them, uh, you know, a better, better look than a lot of people are thinking. I still like Southeast Polk in this game yeah. uh, just because of all the heavy hitters that they have. But uh, don't be surprised if Valley makes this a lot closer game than, than even just a one-score game. Yeah, they're capable of doing that. Um, that's a wrap for us for championship week. We want to thank the other place, 209 Main Street over in Cedar Falls, uh, where we're going to be hanging out uh, after the game. So uh, looking forward to uh, heading to Cedar Falls, Mitch. And uh, thanks for listening in, folks.